Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. doing what are we doing what are we doing we created a disaster in Afghanistan under this president we have a disaster with Iran we have a disaster on our border and now Russia I am sick and tired of people projecting their their honor and their their courage and and their genius and their knowledge on the rest of us claiming this is a Russia's fault Russia needs its space folks it needs its space what do you you want to go to war with Russia do you want to send your kids to fight now, most of the people who say this are ignoramuses because they don't realize, I suppose, that we have a volunteer army, not a draft. So nobody's sending anybody to do anything unless they want to do it. But that aside, that argument could be made all the time. Now, what are all these great sanctions that are coming down on Putin? What are they? Two banks? That the oligarchs can't do business outside Russia? Those are the great sanctions so far? Well, no wonder Putin's ignoring them and laughing at them. This is the best Europe can do and the United States can do and our other allies can do. This is the best we can do. Why aren't we pouring arms into Ukraine? We've done it before in our history. We had the Berlin Airlift. 1967, we had the airlift. Excuse me. 
the Yom Kippur War, we had the airlift where Nixon was sending weaponry into to Israel. Why are we having a major effort now to arm the Ukrainians? I'm not talking about sending American infantry in to fight the Russians. And what is it with these liars on TV who keep spewing such crap? There's a lot we can do. Well, what does it have anything to do with us? Oh, I don't know. Maybe because Hungary and Poland are on the border and the Balkans and, and NATO that's been an alliance since the end of World War II that we set up to prevent... Hopefully a situation like maybe it has something like that. Or maybe Xi's watching and he has his eyeballs on Taiwan. Or should we let Taiwan go too? Taiwan, Israel, sure, they can all go to hell, right? Who are these fools on TV and radio? Not just the left, but who pretend to be conservatives. Conservatives believe in protecting this country. And prudence, not ideology, when it comes to international relations. Oh, and I love this argument. Well, Biden won't protect our border, and yet he wants to protect the Ukrainian border. No, he doesn't want to protect the Ukrainian border. He's done damn near nothing. And besides, that's not the guiding principle, what Biden does or doesn't do. We could secure our border, for God's sakes, and support our friends and allies. I know this is possible. We've only done it for more than half a century. And we did it under the last president. President Trump. When none of this was going on. None of it. The same mouthpieces. The George McGoverns of the Republican Party in TV and radio. When Trump took out Soleimani, they said Trump was provoking war with Iran. So in other words, anytime we defend ourselves or our alliances, we're provoking war. What kind of sick mentality is this? You saw Putin the other day. You heard what he said. He wants all those countries back in his orbit, whether they like it or not. How many of you are Polish? How many of you are Hungarian? How many of you are Russian and escaped from there? How many of you are Ukrainian? And I can go on and on and on, the 15 captive states. Do you think Hungary supports what Russia's going to do? No, why? None of their business. They're not Ukraine. Because they know. You have to be Helen Keller not to see and hear what's been going on. The history of Europe is more than clear. Most of us had relatives, close relatives, who fought in World War II. The Germans, the Japanese, the Italians, the Russians, all have designs on their neighbors. Why did we have a Cold War? Why did we give a damn what happened to Europe? Why were we celebrating when the Soviet Union collapsed if we don't give a damn? In fact, why do we have a military that's so big? Maybe the American Marxists are right. Maybe the the neon surrender crowd in the Republican Party's right. Maybe we ought to slash the military by 75%. Just put nuclear subs on our shores. Just have a few jets, a few bombers here and there. Screw everybody else. Here we are. Where's their red line? 
If it's not Ukraine, is it Hungary? If it's not Hungary, is it Poland? Where do we draw the line? And why does it matter where we draw the line when it'll be too damn late? So no, the choice isn't between absolute appeasement and in fact, overt support for Putin, which is what I'm hearing, or nuclear war and American troops. That's not the choice. It wasn't the choice under Reagan when he destroyed the Soviet Union, and it's not the choice today. But by God, where are the sanctions? Where are they? Oh, we got sanctions lined up, baby. Putin's going to know he's going to be punished. All day long, I'm reading about these sanctions. It's a couple banks. It's a, It's nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing. What does Ukraine have to do with us? Then the next question. What does Hungary have to do with us? What does Poland have to do with us? Or as they asked, as the British were fighting the Germans less than a century ago, what do the Britain, British Isles have to do with us? We're over here. We're okay. That's their problem. They deserve what they're getting anyway. What do the slaughter of the people, what does the slaughter of the people in Ukraine have to do with us? What does the, next, what do the concentration camps have to do with us? Oh, you know, you neocons. Anytime you hear some punk use that phrase, they're talking about Jews. They're talking about Jewish intellectuals. And you know, it's a funny thing. When I look at Putin, Putin reminds me of like a Klansman. Doesn't he, you, Mr. Producer? Without the hood. He just, he just reminds me of a Klansman, this guy. But it's amazing. The neocons. What do they mean by that? This is a movement that was formed by mostly intellectual Jews in the 50s who stood up against Stalin. Many have became Republicans. Many of them supported Ronald Reagan, were in his administration. So what are they trying to say to you about the neocons? What neocon? Who are they talking about? Is Joe Biden a neocon? Is Blinken a neocon? Who's the neocon? What are they talking about? Are the neocons all getting together with a script and saying, hey, we want to go to war. We want Russia to invade Ukraine so we can go to war. We're part of the war machine. What are they talking about, ladies and gentlemen? Why do they use such labels? No. I want to know. What's the issue? And yet it's they who are the appeasers to a former KGB senior operative for the old communist Soviet Union. And some of these people on the left and the right, remember, we're not on the left or the right. We are constitutional conservatives. We're patriots. We're Americans. No left and right here. We embrace unalienable rights. We embrace our history. We embrace the basis for our history and our founding documents. It's not a right. We don't define ourselves by how our our opponents define us, but some people really are. 
Putin is not just a nationalist. He's a thug. The man is estimated to be worth $40 billion. Boy, what an entrepreneur he is, huh? He kills his opponents. Kills them. There should be nobody on radio or TV who makes excuses for him. And those of us who know exactly what's going on, we haven't been brainwashed because of the ideologies being pressed on us out there. No. And for CNN and MSNBC and the New York Slimes and the Washington Compost and the rest of that cabal, you're the bastards who've always supported Russia and the Soviet Union. You're the bastards who took on Reagan, who attacked Reagan, who wanted to build these defensive missile systems. And here we have Russia way ahead on hypersonic missiles that could blow the New York Times building right off the face of the earth in about 10 seconds. Maybe now they understood what Reagan was talking about. Probably not. Reagan being a neocon and all, I guess. The incompetence, the foolishness, the failure of Biden and his administration, the failure to prepare, the failures in Afghanistan and Iran and elsewhere are a disaster to this country, but should not be used as camouflage for celebrating and supporting Vladimir Putin. Period. Of course nobody wants to go to war. Nobody wants their kid to go to war. Are we out of our minds? And if you don't want your kid to go to war, he's not going to war. But we didn't choose to be attacked at Pearl Harbor. We didn't choose to be attacked on 9-11. War doesn't begin in Kansas and Iowa, New Hampshire, and so forth. We have to be mature, thoughtful adults about what's taking place here, not ideologues who knee-jerk and label to push your own idiotic agenda. This isn't federal contractors and neocons conspiring to support a war. There's a war taking place. The Russians are invading Ukraine. Ukraine is an ally. We forced Ukraine to denuclearize. They have no serious defenses. And they're on the border with NATO countries. Should we get out of NATO too? Think about this, folks. I may be the last real conservative standing. I may be the last Reaganite standing. But I'm standing. And I ain't going anywhere. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Folks, I have great news for you today. Hillsdale College, the college that's reaching and teaching Americans about the Constitution, is giving away free copies of this vital document, but only while supplies last. So claim your free pocket-sized Constitution right now 
at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Every American should have their own copy of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. These days, with so much of our liberty under threat, it's more critical than ever for citizens to read and understand them. My favorite school in America, Hillsdale College, is doing something. They want to give away one million copies of our founding documents this year. To claim yours, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now. Tell them where you'd like your pocket constitution mailed, and they'll send yours free. I want all my listeners to have one of Hillsdale's pocket constitutions. They're essential. Hurry, they've only produced a limited number. Reserve your copy at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. You know, ladies and gentlemen, it's the pacifists, self-described, or the the appeasers, the neo-appeasers, the sellouts. It's their propaganda and their ideology that leads to more deaths of Americans every damn time. Every damn time. Communist regimes, fascistic regimes... Tens of millions of citizens dead. These Pied Pipers of stupidity actually want you to believe that just be observers. There's no reason to to take sides. There's no reason to assist an ally. There's no reason to fear an enemy. As long as we stay away, they won't bother us. But if you think about it, they have no guideposts. What's an enemy? Virtually all of those in public life who defend, support, or choose not to expose Vladimir Putin for who he is feel exactly the same way about the Islamo-Nazi regime in Iran. How many have watched these commercials, Tunnel to Towers, Wounded Warriors, and on and on and on? So many of these men and women serving in Afghanistan, serving in Iraq, suffered their casualties at the hands of the Islamo-Nazi regime in Iran. Not all, but way too many. I guess that's our fault too. When we start to sound like AOC or Tulsi Gabbard, When we start to sound like the most radical elements of the Marxist socialist movements in the 50s and 60s, when we start to spit up the same language as George McGovern of some decades ago, we conservatives, then by God, we've lost our way. I can tell you that. I'll be right back. Folks, I have great news for you today. Hillsdale College, the college that's reaching and teaching Americans about the Constitution, is giving away free copies of this vital document, but only while supplies last. So claim your free pocket-sized Constitution right now at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Every American should have their own copy of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. These days, with so much of our liberty under threat, it's more critical than ever for citizens to read and 
and understand them. My favorite school in America, Hillsdale College, is doing something. They want to give away one million copies of our founding documents this year. To claim yours, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now. Tell them where you'd like your pocket constitution mailed, and they'll send yours free. I want all my listeners to have one of Hillsdale's pocket constitutions. They're essential. Harry, they've only produced a limited number. Reserve your copy at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Mark Levin, the research arm of conservative media. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Matt Lee has been the uh, State Department correspondent for the Associated Depressed for years and years and years. You know, if you listen to this program from time to time, we've actually played clips of him questioning the spokespeople at the State Department. And you have this guy, Ned Price, and Matt Lee presses him. And uh, he's very much worth listening to. Cut five, go. So it sounds to me, correct me if I'm wrong, that your argument, that your argument is that if you had imposed the sanctions earlier, the Germans wouldn't have suspended, done what, the, the Germans wouldn't have done what they did yesterday, or it would have been a much bigger lift to get them to get them to do that uh, we what we have said in our what our strategy has been predicated on the knowledge uh that transatlantic unity is the most uh powerful yeah. instrument we have but uh, I, I don't but but look the pipeline's already been built okay now whether it gets turned on or not i, I is, is well, another is, but, is, is 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 another question. right so so you, but you presumably you, you had more leverage and I, and I don't understand why you don't think that you would have had more leverage if it hadn't been if these sanctions had been imposed before the pipeline was finished. So, Matt, you also raise a good point. Uh, the pipeline, when this administration came into office, was more than 90 percent complete. Uh, we have imposed sanctions under PISA uh, on uh, a number of uh, targets associated uh, with this pipeline, persons and entities. Uh, but the fact is that had we sanctioned uh, Nord Stream 2 AG, had we sanctioned its corporate office holders, uh, it is far from clear that that would have kept the pipeline from going into operation. What the Germans did yesterday uh, was to ensure that the pipeline is no longer part of the equation. Right. So by acting together with the Germans, how we did, when we did, and the way in which we did, uh, we have ensured uh, that this is an $11 billion prize investment that is now a hunk of steel uh, sitting at the bottom of the sea. All right. Well, I, I don't think you though, can prove, uh, and, and the, the converse can't be proven either, but you, do, just, you just don't know if imposing the sanctions earlier would have had more of a deterrent effect or any deterrent well, effect. Well, if, 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 if we would have made it a sunk cost many, many months ago for the Russian Federation, I don't think that would have had much deterrent capability. Well, it hasn't anyway, so I'll leave it there. Cut six, another reporter. Nord Stream 2 sanctions, are those permanent, or do you think that, like, like you know, the, the, the permanent punishment for this is that that's gone, or do you regard that as something that could be lifted again later in exchange for de-escalation? And could we also get uh, an answer to uh, Foreign Minister Kaleva's request for a land lease program? Do you expect that to proceed? 
Uh, look, uh, the fact is that sanctions are a means to an end. Uh, there is no sanction in any responsible sanctions program around the world uh, that is permanent. Uh, and that is precisely because we don't sanction countries uh, just with the goal of enacting sanctions. Uh, this is uh, not a policy uh, to be oh my purely. God. Oh, my Lord. So he just told Putin. Just rope a dope us for a while. You'll eventually get your pipeline back. Now, what should have been asked and what could have been asked of Ned Price and the other yokels is why in the hell are you tightening the screws to the American fossil fuel industry, the oil industry, when in fact that would be one of the most powerful tools that we could use against the Russians? I hope I'm helping the, the, uh, the neo-appeasers and the others to understand how this works. We could have flooded the markets in Europe, flooded the markets all around the world. We're buying a significant percentage now of our own oil, again from the Arabs and even Russia. Why? Under Trump, just a little over a year ago, we were energy independent. Can you imagine? Putin needs the money to run his army. We could have choked them off. One pipeline's not going to do the trick. They actually have two pipelines, you know. And they're actually still selling their oil. Including to us. Right now. And so what this administration has done is they have surrendered one of the key economic tools that we have. To stop the Russian army and to stop Putin. But because they're so aligned with the American Marxist phony climate change movement... Biden dare not do that. The Democrats are not going to defend us. They're not going to do it. It's really quite unbelievable. Now, I wasn't going to do this, but I am going to do this. There's a man by the name of Alexander Vindman. You may have heard of him. He was the colonel. And by the way, anybody who wants to sue me, Hillary Clinton, Alexander Vindman, you know where I am. It'll be the greatest mistake of your life. I will conduct discovery. I will get every text. I will get every email. I will personally depose you under penalty of perjury. Uh, we will know all about you from your blood type, how many hemorrhoids you ever had. We will know every damn thing there is to know. I've done this for way too long, even before I've done radio, so I don't respond well to bullies and threats. In fact, in fact, I respond very angrily. And that goes for Alexander Vindman on CNN today. And what does he do? He attacks Trump. This is Trump's fault. And what does Meghan McCain do? She takes out of context, cherry-picks what Trump is saying, and attacks Trump. The rhinos and their ilk, the Vinmans and their ilk are a disgrace. This isn't the view. This isn't some phony impeachment hearing also, where this clown Vinman is protected for no reason whatsoever from real scrutiny. It's Trump's fault, ladies and gentlemen. As you must know. Anyway, so we have this man, he's on the march. We have 
MJ Lee, CNN White House correspondent. I don't even know who these people are. They just pop up all over the place. They must just yank them out of journalism school. Cut nine, go. But a question that the White House is now grappling with is, what purpose do these sanctions serve? Because, Don, remember, up until today, the White House had said these sanctions are meant to be a deterrence. We are not going to announce them until Russia has actually invaded Ukraine, because the hope is that the threat of these sanctions would stop Russia from invading. Good for her. That is an actual good analysis, short and coherent. Way over Don Lemon's head. I thought these sanctions were going to be crushing. Isn't that weird? Aren't you sick of Joe Biden lying all the time? Aren't you sick of Joe Biden waving his finger in his fist and it turns out he's a coward and a buffoon? God knows I am. And everybody knows it. This has been a failure. His sanction, the first tranche. Don't you love when they talk like you're the first tranche? of sanctions have been unleashed, and as things get worse, things are worse, you idiots! The first tranche is going to be serious. They're not. And nobody gives a crap. Then we have Ambassador Linda Thomas-Greenfield. You remember her? Oh, she's a good, good one. Radical left-wing kook. Remember her? Trashing our country at the United Nations? Birthing women, all that crap. We have like all the wrong people in, the, in these places. Secretary of State, Secretary of Defense, President, Vice President. All a bunch of kooks. Speaker of the House. Her dentures falling out of her mouth today when she's speaking. Not literally, but sure as hell looks like it. Then you got Schumer davening there. Nobody even knows what he's saying. He's over there in the corner. So here's this Thomas Greenfield, cut 10, go. Colleagues, President Putin gave us the clearest indication of his intentions on Monday when he asked the world to travel back in time by more than 100 years before the United Nations even existed to an age of empires. You know what's interesting? I hear these people say that about our own country, don't they, Mr. Producer? Travel back to the founding of America. When that's was going, that was uh, the indigenous peoples, and they, they, they. I think Putin learned it from them. I think Putin learned from the American Marxists, his own propaganda. Go ahead. Russia can recolonize its neighbors, and that he will use force. He will use force to make a farce of the United Nations. The United States rejects that firmly. This is 2022. We're not going back to an era of empires and colonies or to the USSR or the Soviet Union. We're not, but he is. And we're not prepared to do a damn thing about it. I asked a question on my opening monologue on Fox three Sundays ago that has been repeated since on the same network. What will this administration do? God forbid. If those Russian tanks start to roll into Hungary or Poland, what will they do? And what will the mouthpieces on TV and radio, who are so in love with Putin, what will they say? It's okay. Maybe we can get some kind of signed agreement. Maybe we'll even sign it in Munich. You never know. What will they say? 
It's none of our business. Go ahead. We have moved forward, and we must ensure, as the permanent representative from Kenya said in the Security Council on Monday night, that the embers of dead empires do not ignite new forms of oppression and violence. Unfortunately, the fake reality Russia wants to create is already having real consequences for the people of Ukraine and for the world. Yeah, how about that? It's called realpolitik. So why didn't this administration properly arm the Ukrainians? Why? I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, I have great news for you today. Hillsdale College, the college that's reaching and teaching Americans about the Constitution, is giving away free copies of this vital document, but only while supplies last. So claim your free pocket-sized Constitution right now at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Every American should have their own copy of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. These days, with so much of our liberty under threat, it's more critical than ever for citizens to read and understand them. My favorite school in America, Hillsdale College, is doing something. They want to give away one million copies of our founding documents this year. To claim yours, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now. Tell them where you'd like your pocket constitution mailed, and they'll send yours free. I want all my listeners to have one of Hillsdale's pocket constitutions. They're essential. Hurry, they've only produced a limited number. Reserve your copy at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Chase, our wonderful son, our wonderful son, got married yesterday, Mr. Producer. Did you know that? To a one, his wonderful bride, Taylor. And our family is ecstatic. They got married on 2-22-22. It's going to be hard to forget that anniversary date. So from the family, from the family. We wish them all the best. I am an extremely blessed father. An extremely blessed father. To have the children that we have. All of them. All of them. But that's a big occasion. So folks, you're going to have to make a decision. You're going to follow the Pied Pipers of Lunacy? If you listen very carefully to them, they are defenders of Putin. They rarely condemn Putin. Rarely. They make these diversionary arguments that are absolutely irrational, and yet, demagogically, they are attractive. We should be focused on China, not Russia. Oh, I see. Even though they're in an alliance, we should focus on one versus another. We can prioritize importance. But that doesn't mean you pretend that one's not an enemy. When one views you as an enemy and they're building hypersonic missiles, and by the way, they've already installed them. And guess what? They're aimed at our cities. Our cities. You can be diverted arguments over borders. Well, Biden won't even secure our border. 
We're going to send troops to defend the Ukrainian border. We're not sending troops to defend the Ukrainian border. When did we do that? Who's doing that? We're not even putting heavy sanctions on Putin. But we ought to secure our border, and we ought to make sure that our allies, that their sovereignty is respected, and that if a bully like Putin and a country like Russia is going to roll their tanks in there, and they're way outgunning the uh, the Ukrainians, thanks to this administration, that we're going to make them pay a price, and they can pay a price without us sending infantry there. I wouldn't want to send infantry there under this commander-in-chief. We saw what he did in Afghanistan. So these are phony arguments. Phony. And these are the same people who defend the Iranian regime, which wants to build and is building intercontinental ballistic missiles so they can put nuclear warheads on them and threaten us. Is that a good thing, ladies and gentlemen? Is that our business? We can go on and on, can't we? And we should. It's a rough world out there. We've been in many wars. Not just the latest wars. We've been in many wars. And in many of these wars, we've been dragged into these wars. And in some cases, we needed to be dragged into these wars, like World War II. Not by choice, but by fact. Most of the people who are sitting on their fat asses in Washington and New York, neither they nor their family members have served in the military. Some have, most have not. Their perspective is the perspective of a Washington insider. We conservatives have had cycles of this sort of mentality. A lot of opposition to entry into World War II. We even have, after the fact, rewriting of history that poor Japan wouldn't have attacked us. If only we hadn't cut off their oil supplies, Japan wouldn't have attacked us. I mean, that is, that is drunken stupidity. And you and I should not fall for this. We should be very sober about what's taking place. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. This past Sunday on Life, Liberty, and Levin, it was the number one show all weekend on Fox, Saturdays and Sundays. I want to thank you because you and this radio audience make that possible. And you mark it down, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, which I appreciate. You have it on automatic record with your DVR, which I appreciate if you can't watch it live. And uh, we're going to have a hell of a show this Sunday. 
retired Lieutenant Colonel Alan West. We'll talk about what's going on in the world, particularly with Russia. And he's also a Republican candidate in the Republican primary for governor of Texas. He's not happy with what's happening to the Lone Star State. And he doesn't think Governor Abbott's done enough to secure the border. And since he gets no airtime, he should get some. He'll get it with me. Now, you backbenchers, I know you're calling your producers now. Just sit tight. I'll show you the way. And James Carfano. You heard him on the program the other night. He's very impressive. We'll dig further into this as well. And man, the following week, if things go as plans, we have a huge guest. Big surprise. You might think that's the president of the United States, former president, Trump. And that would be fantastic, but that's not it. All right. Let's continue. Joe Biden, Mr. Tough Guy. Mr. Corn Pop with the hair standing up on his legs. Well, that's the only place he has hair. Couldn't stand up on the top of his head until he got the corn plugs up there. See the corn rows? Whoever did his hair job ought to be sued for everything they're worth. Apparently they went on to Schumer and did the same thing. And I think we ought to build a pipeline to Schumer's hair. I really do. I've talked about this, what, for two decades, Mr. Producer? Looks like a lot of oil to me. But Joe Biden, of course, Mr. Tough Guy, before he gets elected, he's going to defeat the virus. Oh, yeah. He's Mr. Unity. He's Mr. Moderate. He's Mr. Dumbass. That's what he is. He's always been nasty, stupid man. And there he is cringing his way through the presidency as our nation suffers as a result of his agenda. So here's a montage of Biden's promises to stand up to Putin. Cut one, go. Putin knows if I am president of the United States, his days of tyranny and trying to intimidate the United States and those in Eastern Europe are over. I've gone ahead. And I want you to keep in mind the media were behind this guy, the Democrat Party has found... They know he is profoundly stupid. They know it. Putin's going to know that he's a tough guy. Putin's going to know that he means business. No, Putin's going to know that he and his family are bought and paid for by more than one government. And that our fantastic media and our fantastic criminal justice system does next to nothing about this Biden. Go ahead. And made it clear to him we're not going to take any of his stuff. I'm going to stand up to him. I don't believe we're a nation that's going to bow down to Vladimir Putin. Ah, shut up, you idiot. You're the one bowing down, you dummy. Yeah, with Afghanistan and Iran and China and now Russia. You know what the hell you're doing? And those misfits that you have around you, one dumber than the next. Listen to this blinking guy. Some bar- This guy, uh, what is his name? Sherman, Mr. Producer, the NSA guy? Sullivan, whatever the hell his name is. Jake Sherman? Mr. Dirty Tricks. Jake Sullivan, Jake Sherman, just jerkface, whatever it is. And then, of course, Nancy Pelosi has to 
She has to comment on this, you see. Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House. Obviously, she, John Kerry, Schumer, Biden, they got a group deal with this plastic surgeon, it's obvious. If you look carefully, Kerry looks like Pelosi. Pelosi looks like Kerry. Schumer looks like a homeless guy with a spaghetti mop on his head. And Biden looks like a guy who keeps walking into a wall. All right, Pelosi, today, cut to go. We are very proud of our vice president who made, well, our president. No, we're not. We cringe at our vice president. We're embarrassed by our vice president. She's an idiot. An absolute moron. And our president, we're so proud of our president. For what? Exactly. Go ahead. We are very proud of our vice president who made, well, our president who, who's um, leadership. Oh, another has- idiot who can't think, who can't speak. <laughs> We're very proud of our vice president, or our uh, president. Leadership, just outstanding. Unbelievable. Go ahead. Outstanding, and the message was delivered to the conference by the vice president. And it man, was well nobody, received. Nobody delivers a message to a conference better than the vice president. Well received. As they shared the croissants and their orange juice, it was unbelievable. The impact she had. Go ahead. It was unifying. It was firm in terms of. You're an idiot. Were. Cut three. Go. It's stunning to see in this day and age a tyrant roll into a country. This is the same tyrant who attacked our democracy in 2016. See this? See this? This is the same who attacked our democracy in 2016. This is the, the sickening buffoon who Kingsinger and Cheney have gotten behind and are promoting. And Romney supports them. Went to a fundraiser for Cheney. Mr. Reducer, will you see if Romney has endorsed his colleague Mike Lee for re-election to the Senate? Would you check that out? I haven't heard that he has. Go ahead. This is the same tyrant who is opposed to democracy and wants... So are you, you jerk, with proxy voting. So are you, you jerk, with your omnibus bills, with your opposition to separation of powers, your coup attempts, your impeachments. You jerk. You're Vladimir Putin in a dress. Did he really say that? I sure as hell did. Or maybe she's Trudeau in a dress. Or maybe Trudeau is Pelosi in pants. I don't know. I'm so confused. Go ahead. To, to, um, All right, down. cut four. Go ahead. Some of you to some of the leadership of... Uh, every, well, if you do look we, at do them, we have anybody, anybody, in the leadership of the Democrat Party who can speak and complete actual sentences in a quasi-literate way? Do we have one? Just one. 
with no cackling, with no davening, with no, uh, with no mumbling. Just one. We ask for one. And the answer is no, we don't have one. Top of cut four again. Mr. Producer, get the mumblers ready if you would, too. Cut four, go. I do some of you to some of the leadership of... Uh, every, well, if you look at the map and you oh, see yeah, Hungary yeah. and you see how it is encircled I'm Russia. hungry right now. You want to know the truth. Well, if you, if you look at the map and you see Hungary... And you see, go ahead. Belarus, Crimea. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, let's take this one from the top. It's just too good. Go ahead. I do some of you to some of the leadership of uh, every, well, if you look at the map and you see mm. Hungary and mm-hmm. you see how it is encircled, Russia, Belarus, mm-hmm. Crimea, which they uh-huh. have taken over, but have, you know, it's still a danger now to Ukraine. And then you see Poland and Romania and all of those countries just abutting. Uh, that's a Russian influence. Mm-hmm. What are you trying to say? Are you trying to say that these other countries and NATO are really threatened? I think this is what you're trying to say, which is a good point, but you didn't say it. Here's what you said. Go, Mr. Medusa. What are they? Can they get a funding? The ghost track? They have an idea. It costs when, if you, they just gave, you gave them. With the, the withdrawal, bringing U.S. home troops from home. And, and, and the, the, the. You know, you know, you know. You, 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 you need somebody. Wait, so, uh, what, finally. And, uh, um. But resist, we much, we must, and we will much about that be committed. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm a warrior. <laughs> um, you know, the, the, that, it was, the, 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 I mean, they, they, they said that. Look, the, 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 yeah, the, lives are str- was it him? Well, I, 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 I didn't. If, 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 if we, if we, you know, it. it uh, Oi, Gavolt. You know, it, 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 we can walk and chew gum. We hold these <laughs> truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the, go. You know the, you know the thing. True and international effort to pressure. Been impeached for inciting the erection. Donald John, Donald John Trump <laughs> incited the erection, insurrection. And uh, what am I doing here? I'm going to lose track here. And uh, to confidence in the contiguity. Private, private uh, 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 economic uh, part of the um, the. Um, uh, Mr. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the. God help us. I'll be right back. Mark Levin.
All right, here's the deal. I've been telling you for a couple of years now to switch to Pure Talk, and thousands of you have. Let's hear from one of those happy customers. Here's a note from Robert of Miffenburg, Pennsylvania. I was a 20-year customer of Verizon that needed to upgrade my iPhone 7. I checked my Verizon deals and even spoke with a rep, but wasn't impressed with the offers they were giving, especially being a 20-year customer. I heard about Pure Talk on the Mark Levin Show and checked it out. I was really happy with the deal I found, but still nervous about going to a new car. Ultimately, I kicked Verizon to the curb and couldn't be happier with Pure Talk service. I saved $300 on my new phone, got 15 gigs more a month on my plan that costs less. I personally couldn't be happier since switching to Pure Talk. Well, friends, stop being scared. From your cell phone, dial pound 250, say Mark Levin, and this month you'll save an additional 25% for your first three months. Or just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Mark Levin and save today. Chris Van Hall is uh, the most translucent member of the Congress, I would say. Wouldn't you, Mr. Producer? I would. Like a badly cut gemstone, you can look right through the guy. And you know what? No conscience, no soul, no mind, no principles. Fits in perfectly as a Democrat member of the Senate from Maryland. But Chris Van Hollen wants the people of Maryland and the country to know something. It's time for you to suffer. Price of gasoline is going through the roof. Price of food is going through the roof if you can get certain types of food. The price of everything's going through the roof. It's just incredible. This country, it's like the third world now because of what the Democrats have done. They have spent trillions. They want to spend more. They want to go back for more COVID money. Is COVID still with us? And yet we now have from a watchdog group, 19% of all the checks that were sent out under COVID, 19%. By my calculation, one out of every five was fraudulent. Tens of billions of dollars. And they want to spend more. Hey, it's the price of being a, a Marxist. What do, you, what, what do you care? And as tax time is coming around, and fewer and fewer of us, but many in this audience, are paying taxes. You have every reason to be disgusted. I pay so much in tax. I am so disgusted. But nobody cares. But Chris Van Hollen's there on MSLSD today. And um, he wants everybody to know that you're going to have some short-term pain. Much like he does, of course. As a result of... Russia invading Ukraine, the price of fuel is going to go up. Ladies and gentlemen, the price of fuel has been going up because the Democrats invaded the White House and took over the presidency and are destroying our economy from within. It's a very good polling question. I would ask Fox and others to ask the common man and common woman or common transitioner. Who's done more damage to our economy? The Democrat Party? Or the Russians? It's a close call. Here he is. Cut 11. Go. Jose, look, the reality is that this is a moment where we will have to experience uh, some short-term pain in order to make very clear uh, that Putin cannot invade Ukraine with impunity. There has so, to Jose, be- uh, why don't you ask this buffoon? Well, then why don't you open up our reserves? Why don't you open up our drilling? 
Why don't you back off these oil companies that you're destroying? Why don't you embrace energy independence? That way our people don't have to experience short-term price increases and pain. And they're not short-term. You guys have been pushing it already. It's so logical. But the Democrats are ideological. They are pressed by an agenda that does not allow for reality to impact it. Go ahead. A price on him and his uh, oligarch and... and, and oligarch. Ah, shut up, you idiot. Nobody listens to morons like you except the morons who vote for you. This, this dummy. Like he knows something about the economy. Has this guy ever worked in the private sector? I know the private sector feeds his face, but I'm just wondering, has he ever worked in the private... Chris Van Hollen, oh. Chris Van Hollen. But don't worry, he says. You paying more for fuel will deter Putin. Because this guy's such a deep thinker, and he's, he knows so much about history, world history, and evil men and evil women. He's got it figured out. You pay more at the tank then Putin will be deterred. If we pay more at the tax, will Biden be deterred too? One really has nothing to do with the other. Because as long as we're not producing fuel and flooding the system, driving down the price, driving down the price, then that tool is off the table. That economic tool that would directly and immediately impact the Russian military, their tanks and the rest, because believe it or not, they're not moving towards electricity. They're electric tanks and their solar tanks and their windmills, their propellers on their heads. That's right. They're just marching. Marching. So Chris, Chris Van Hollen, if that is his name, Chris Van Hollen is as stupid as, uh, as the rest. And when I hear Chris Van Hollen, I'm thinking to myself, wasn't that guy in The Sound of Music, Mr. Producer? I think he was. I think he was in The Sound of Music at some point. Chris Van Hollen, sounds familiar to me. He was one of the the B actors in The Sound of Music. Running up and down the mountains there. Yodeling or whatever the hell they do. No offense. He's a yodeler. All right, ladies and gentlemen, a lot more. I shall return. Inflation under our current administration is at 40-year highs. Everything's more expensive. Cars, gas, groceries, housing, cost of living increases are bankrupting Americans, which is why you need to find areas in your life where you can actually save money. And your wireless bill is one of them. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile all overcharge you for the same service you could be getting from Pure Talk at a fraction of the cost. That's why I'm a customer and why you should be one too. And listen to this. The more lines you have, the more you save. Right now you can get four lines. Talk, text, and data for just 64 bucks. That's not per line, that's total. Which is how the average family is saving over $800 a year. Find out how much you can save. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, find the plan that's right for you. Find the phone that's right for you, or just bring your own. Then, this month only, enter promo code Levin Podcast, and you'll save an additional 25% off your first three months. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin, L-E-V-I-N, podcast. Liberty's Voice. 
Mark Levin. Talk with that voice now. 877-381-3811. You know, ladies and gentlemen, there's a documentary that's on about Lincoln. I've mentioned this before on the History Channel. And what's remarkable is that documentary, its first night was up against my show on Sunday. And yet we had over 2 million viewers, which is massive for a Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. And yet I DVR'd it and watched it after my show. And I watched it the next night. When you watch a show like that, or you watch a show on Churchill, or you watch a show on Washington and so forth, you know why these are great men. These are great men that make extraordinarily difficult decisions while all the men and women around them are running around like chickens without a head. Well, they're getting all kinds of static, all kinds of input, all kinds of competing ideas and contradictory ideas, what the people will and won't support, and on and on and on, and you have to mentally push your way through all that to try and figure out what the right thing is to do and how to get in front of the situation. Lincoln insisted on keeping the Union together. And he eventually came to the position, always opposed to slavery, always, that slavery had to be a rallying cry as well. And no better man than Frederick Douglass embraced him. He signed the Emancipation Proclamation was extremely unpopular in some quarters, including in the North, among so-called moderate Democrats who had sided with the Union. He's worried about some of the marginal states that weren't considered part of the Confederacy, certainly not initially, like Kentucky and Missouri. Maryland was half slave, half not slave, same with Delaware. They hadn't thrown in with the Confederacy, but he had to worry about it. Is a man who made enormously difficult decisions. Like Washington had to. Washington lost almost every battle he was in with the Brits. But he won the battles that won the war. They put everything on the line. Country torn into a hundred pieces. Churchill, he and his country, their backs were against the wall. He couldn't persuade the United States to get in because FDR couldn't persuade the American people to get in. That's why we cherish these men. That's why we honor these men. People will talk about Lincoln suspending habeas corpus, which he did. And under our Constitution, only Congress can do that. And I suspect today... The courts would say even Congress can't do it because the courts have gone rogue and they get to decide everything. But that's another issue for another day. Why did he suspend habeas corpus? Because he was a dictator? Why is the president of Ukraine effectively put under arrest, house arrest, his opposition leader? Because the opposition leader is a corrupt mouthpiece for Putin. And his country's 
under attack. It's at war. Does that make him a dictator? Does that mean Ukraine isn't a democracy? You listen to some demagogues, that's exactly what they'll tell you. But of course, that's what they are. Demagogues. Lincoln suspended habeas corpus, which was later codified by the Congress that agreed with him. Because after the first battle of Bull Run, with the first battle of Manassas in Virginia, the North lost and lost badly. You know what that meant? That meant the Confederate Army was on the other side of the Potomac facing Washington, D.C. The nation's capital and certainly the capital of the Union. Where the Congress was, the President was, the Supreme Court was. He calls up the Massachusetts militia, which he could trust, to come down and help protect and encircle Washington, D.C., to protect the nation's capital from an attack by the Army of Northern Virginia. What happens when that militia moves, or army moves from Massachusetts down through other states? Well, it stops in Baltimore on the way to Washington, D.C. Baltimore about 60, 65 miles from Washington. But Baltimore was among the most pro-slave cities in the north. They were having a lot of problems there. They were cutting the, the telegraph lines. It was difficult to get information. So Washington, D.C. was effectively encircled because big chunks of Maryland supported the Confederacy. They didn't break away, but they supported They were sympathetic to it. On the other side of the Potomac sat the Confederacy, the Confederate Army, if you will. So the, so the Massachusetts militia is moving through Baltimore, and what happens? They're attacked by a violent, huge mob of, of citizens from Baltimore. And they're pushed back because they're far outnumbered. And Lincoln gets word of this. And he knows it's all over if Washington, D.C. is taken. And we can't have, he said, I can't have a riotous mob that's sympathetic to the Confederacy, such as it was, making it impossible to get troops down here to protect the capital. So he ordered the army, the regular army, to arrest anybody who got in the way, or they thought would get in the way, without a judicial hearing, without due process. He said, throw them in jail. Get them down here. Protect the city. He suspended habeas corpus. Lincoln was a brilliant man. He was a lawyer. He knew what the Constitution said. But he also knew there wouldn't be a courthouse anywhere near the city of Baltimore to even take up these cases. And that's why he suspended habeas corpus. Not because he was a tyrant. And that's why the president of Ukraine had to deal with his opposition 
party opposite. And that's why leaders do the things that they do sometimes. Not Trudeau, who just basically violated all traditions and customs in Canada, took a law that was passed to deal with terrorists and applied it against his political opponents. We're not committing acts of war or anything of the kind. False, analysis, false parallels will be made, of course, by those who support Putin and his regime. Even in our own country. There is a wing in the Republican Party, a big wing in the Democrat Party, that will not criticize Putin and are highly sympathetic to him. Which is shocking. I, I view this as sort of, I said, when I look at Putin, I think of the Klan. I really do. That he reminds me of a thug. It's not his nationalist, the Russian nationalist and so forth. He's a fascist. That's what he is. That's why I don't even like that term nationalist because it gets it gets uh, confused with what it really is intended to mean. That's why I say we support Americanism, not nationalism. Americanism. To be abundantly clear about this. So Joe Biden is not a Lincoln, he's not a Washington, he's not a Churchill. He's not any of those things, obviously. He's not going to step up and do what needs to be done. Period. And there are very few in our Congress who will, too. There are very few in our media who speak the truth about what's going on. Very few. They just go along. What are we doing? The Ukraine, okay, you know, Ukraine, okay, tomorrow, hungry, all right, big deal. I've never been there. No, that's not right. Certainly not from my perspective. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. All right, here's the deal. I've been telling you for a couple of years now to switch to Pure Talk, and thousands of you have. Let's hear from one of those happy customers. Here's a note from Robert of Miffenburg, Pennsylvania. I was a 20-year customer of Verizon that needed to upgrade my iPhone 7. I checked my Verizon deals and even spoke with a rep, but wasn't impressed with the offers they were giving, especially being a 20-year customer. I heard about Pure Talk on the Mark Levin Show and checked it out. I was really happy with the deal I found, but still nervous about going to a new carrier. Ultimately, I kicked Verizon to the curb and couldn't be happier with Pure Talk service. I saved $300 on my new phone, got 15 gigs more a month on my plan that costs less. I personally couldn't be happier since switching to Pure Talk. Well, friends, stop being scared. From your cell phone, dial pound 250, say Mark Levin, and this month you'll save an additional 25% for your first three months. Or just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Mark Levin and save today. I have probably singularly in this profession, such as it is, I've been pointing out all these outrageous lawsuits going forward against Donald Trump and these investigations and how the tyrannical courts have permitted it either affirmatively or by taking a pass. And that includes the United States Supreme Court. Or the Supreme Court of the United States, as it says in the Constitution. But that includes the lower courts, the elected judges, the activists in New York, 
the appointed ones in Washington, the elected DAs and the elected attorneys general, like the two slobs in uh, New York, or the one slob left, Vance, comes from a notable family of losers and, and reprobates. Well, that case in the Manhattan District Attorney's Office may have fallen apart. First of all, it was bogus to begin with. I mean, they're challenging the value that was placed on certain of Trump's properties. They're going after the CEO or CFO of, of Trump World because he may have actually taken some free rides, Mr. Producer. Or he may have contributed to the private school education of his grandchildren without reporting it for tax purposes. And we all know Democrats never do this sort of thing. In other words, they took the tax code, they treated him like Al Capone, except here the guy really didn't do a damn thing. But they're trying to squeeze him to get Trump. Sounds a lot like Trudeau and Putin, doesn't it? Here it is from Reuters. Two prosecutors who had been leading the Manhattan DA's criminal probe into former President Trump and his business practices have resigned, the district attorney's office said. Special counsel Carrie Dunn and Mark Pomerantz submitted their resignations after DA Alvin Bragg, in office less than two months, indicated to them that he had doubts about pursuing a case against Trump. The New York Times said citing people with knowledge of the matter. Well, that's obviously citing Carrie Dunn and Mark Pomerantz or their surrogates. You know, it's like like the head of the FBI did, you know. Oh, I didn't leak to the New York Times. It was my colleague. I gave him the info. Oh, that makes it better. Now, this was always a phony case. Now, the problem is the grand jury ran out in about a month, so they'd have to impanel a brand new one. The new brand jury would likely have to start all over, or at least in some kind of a truncated way. These are bogus allegations. I'm sure the legal analysts at the National Review and the legal analysts at CNN and the other legal analysts would you know, disagree with me. But then again, they're legal analysts, and I'm not. Uh, the resignations come as New York Attorney General Letitia James ramps up her civil probe. Well, she should have lost her law license a long time ago for violating the code and the rules of ethics when she ran for office insisting that she would bring charges against Donald Trump and his family. She wants to bring a civil case. And another hack judge up there in New York has ruled that, oh, she can do that. Are you an individual or business owner facing the heavy burden of back taxes, levies, or wage garnishments? Life's challenges, especially those brought on by the economic impact of COVID-19 and inflation, can take a toll on your financial well-being. Now, the IRS has eliminated over a billion dollars in tax penalties and interest for back taxes. America First Tax Group is here to help you claim your share of these billions in tax relief before the IRS can claim the government's share and clamp down. Call them now, 800-806-1299. The IRS has people working to collect your money, but it's time to turn the tables, folks. America First Tax Group is a full-service tax boutique that puts clients first. They understand the stress of dealing with tax problems, and they will be your guide through the process. Don't wait. Time is of the essence. Call America First Tax Group. Here's the number, 800-806-1299. 800-806-1299 or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Levin. He's here. 
is here. Now, broadcasting from, from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Look. The price of gasoline has been going up. The price of a barrel of oil is heading towards $100 a barrel, even before this invasion. So Biden and his surrogates are going to try and hide behind the invasion, despite the fact that they're responsible for this and the neocon artists. How do you like that phrase, Mr. Producer? The neocon artists who are in Putin's back pocket, who never criticized Putin, They're going to do exactly the same thing. They're going to say, oh, well, you're going to have the cost. So why are we anti-Putin? Why do we care what happens in Ukraine? Ladies and gentlemen, what the hell have we done to stop them? Virtually nothing. So what is all this barking about? We've done virtually nothing. We're moving chess pieces around. We haven't loaded up the Ukrainian with weapons like we should have a long time ago. So what is it that they're whining about and wetting themselves about? The depends corner of the Republican and Democrat Party. And when will Republican leaders denounce and conservative leaders denounce this kind of asininity? Ooh, yes, when will they do that? It's really quite shocking. The same people who defended the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran when Trump took out Soleimani and said that was a provocative act, taking out a man who was killing and maiming American soldiers, among others. That was a provocative act. You should get tired of this, folks. Really, really tired of this. God knows I am. Mitch McConnell, at a luncheon in Lexington, Kentucky yesterday, Mitch McConnell is, if not the longest, one of the longest-serving Republican leaders in the Senate, which is a remarkable thing, because he's not bright, he's not articulate, and he's unprincipled. Well, maybe that's the way it's supposed to be, huh? Sure looks that way. And he's so compelling, all the other Republicans vote for him to be their leader. Now, what it is, he's like a mob boss. He threatens them to withhold money from them. He's figured out how to do it. And he's been doing it a long, long time. And he doesn't lay out an agenda for the Republicans in the Senate. I dare anybody to tell us what the Mitch McConnell, the putative leader of the Republicans in the Senate, what his agenda is. You won't know because he hasn't told anybody. Rick Scott runs the Republican, the, the National Republican Senatorial Committee. And he does so really at the behest of Mitch McConnell. Rick Scott desperately wants to be president of the United States. Maybe that's a good thing. I'm just pointing it out. And uh, he is laying out an agenda. So it's very confusing at the highest levels of the, the levels of the Republican Party. All they know is they don't want anyone you like. They don't want anyone Trump likes. That much they know. But Mitch McConnell was at a luncheon in Lexington, Kentucky yesterday 
The Washington Examiner was either there or they got an audio of some of this. And he said the following, cut 16, go. I heard a couple of people say they thought it was inappropriate for the president to announce he was going to put an African-American woman on the court. Honestly, I did not think that was inappropriate. Um, President Reagan promised to put a woman on the Supreme Court, Sandra Day O'Connor. President Trump promised to put a woman on the Supreme Court when Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away. So this this is typical. It's like the people who argue, well, since Biden isn't securing the southern border, why does he care about the border in Ukraine? Uh, excuse me, I care about both borders, don't you, folks? Of course, of course you do. So that has nothing to do with anything. We should secure the southern border, and we should. We should help our friends defend themselves against a uh, maniacal, genocidal maniac. And just, just, just something I'm pointing out. What's this have to do with Mitch McConnell? Was Reagan right when he said that he wanted to appoint a woman to the Supreme Court? Was Trump right when he said he would replace Sandra Day O'Connor with a woman? Is that how we're supposed to do things? Has Mitch McConnell stepped aside and said, I'd prefer if a black person were serving in this slot or a woman were serving in this slot? Of course not. Should Republicans who vote against McConnell to be their leader say, I would prefer an African-American or a woman? Why shouldn't they? He says, there's nothing wrong with this. Reagan said this and Trump said that. How about if they were all wrong? And I say this with the greatest and utmost respect. Two of those presidents, one I work for, one's a good friend of mine. You shouldn't announce up front that you're going to pick somebody based on pigmentation and or gender. Now, you may have that in the back of your mind. That may be what you want to do. That's perfectly fine. But you don't do that candidate any good. You don't do the country any good. You don't do the idea of a colorblind society based on merit any good when you say such things. It's not fair. So your answer should be, I will pick the best qualified person I can. That's exactly what George H.W. Bush did when he picked Clarence Thomas. He didn't say, I'm going to pick a black person. He picked Clarence Thomas. And damn glad he did. I think that's the greatest thing that man ever did, quite frankly. The greatest thing he ever did. There's Mitch McConnell. It's a little crazy, isn't it? That he would be leading the Republicans. He hates the base. He's a Washington animal, always has been or has been going on 40 years, really. He was a Ford guy rather than a Reagan guy. He's like picked the wrong side of every one of these internecine battles. And there he is, the leader of the Republicans in the Senate. You can't have him as the leader of the Republicans and expect to advance the cause of, uh, of conservatism. Because he's not. Peter Schweitz has written all about him and his family and his ties to the communist Chinese. Let's take a few calls. Eric! Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, on the Mark Levin app. How are you, sir? Lower your radio, my friend. Turn it off, as a matter of fact. Speak to me. Oh, Eric, you didn't follow the basics. Let's go to Scott. St. George, Utah, 
How are you, Scott? Hold on a second. We need to have the call letters or something here. Um, I don't know how you're listening to us, but go ahead. Mark Levin app. So can you hear me? Thank you. Yes. Go ahead. Thank you, first of all, for having Colonel Allen West on, because this guy disappeared. I guess he was gerrymandered out of office, but nobody has this guy on anymore, and I thought he was fantastic. Uh, well, they he, you know who gerrymandered him? The Republicans in Florida. They are the ones who gerrymandered him. And uh, we're going to have him on Sunday on Life, Liberty, and Levin. I hope you watch. Anyway, go right ahead. <clears throat> I will. Thank you again for Ron DeSantis, and thank you for that show. But my point is, I've called your show a few times, and before any of this was out there, I listened to all of the Republicans in our party that you've deemed a long time ago. Many people we like, Code Pink Republicans, Ron Paul, Mm -hmm. Rand Paul, great guys. I like them, but they're dead wrong on national – they're just dead wrong on national defense. Mm -hmm. There was never an argument. Mm -hmm. Now I'm watching all of my cable shows, people I like. They sound like the Democrats in the 80s. Don't mention their names. I know. I I understand. I'm hearing a lot of this. As you know, I'm on the air, so I don't get to watch many of them. But I understand that is happening. Well, please watch it because you'll be shocked. But you know who I'm talking about. And so I'm watching this. I really don't, but that's okay. You go ahead. Yes. So... A couple of years ago, I said, this is this is a problem. It's like, why are we in Afghanistan? This is coming from Republicans now, conservatives mm-hmm. on TV, people that I like. So I'm having coffee with people. They're regurgitating this stuff. So it's not mm-hmm. like these people shouldn't be challenged because they're, they're swaying minds. I would say 80% of the people I talk to now are saying things like, why would we go to Ukraine when we won't even defend our own borders? I say, First why of all, we're not going to Ukraine. We're not sending troops to Ukraine. So what the hell are they talking about? They don't even know what they're talking about. Why can't we do both? Right. We're not why- sending troops into Ukraine. I don't even support that. I don't think Ronald Reagan would have supported that, but we should have sent a ton of military equipment to Ukraine. We used to do this all the time to the Soviet Union, whether it was in Africa, uh, whether it was in the Middle East, whether it was Afghanistan and so forth. Since when do we not do that sort of a thing? Since when is that supposed to be uh, uh, verboten? Since it, it, never. But my point, and the point you made yesterday, it, the, the point you made yesterday was great. It's why is that even a choice? Why can't we walk and shoot? Why can't we do both? We've always exactly. done both. But but people out there, and, and they said we can't fight these endless wars. Every, all Republicans, these are Republicans. The Democrats are lost. When we're losing our Republicans, and they're let, saying, let me things, ask you something. When they use these phrases, endless wars. Has there ever been a time in the history of mankind when there hasn't been some war going on at some point? The answer is no. The question is what kind of war and who's going to be involved? And so you try to strengthen your national security, your, your basis for alliances, uh, use your diplomacy and your resources and everything you can to avoid war and to stay out of war if you can. On the other hand, sometimes you can't. So when people say these are endless wars, has the Taliban surrendered? Has Al-Qaeda surrendered? ISIS is back? We don't determine if wars are endless or not. We don't get to determine that. People who are prepared to die and to kill us, 
They're the ones who are determining these sorts of things. Now, can wars be ended? Yes. World War II was ended. World War I was ended and so forth. But in terms of endless wars, without being specific, that's why we build the United States military the way we do. That's why those of us who believe in national sovereignty and borders believe they should be secure. All right, Scott. Thank you, my friend. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. Laxalt is running for the Senate in the great state of Nevada. I uh, was actually a very good friend of his grandfather. Uh, when I was a very young man, I met this guy called Laxalt from Nevada, who'd been governor, and then he was senator. He was the closest confidant around of Ronald Reagan. He had no reason to meet with me. I'm a Pennsylvanian. Uh, we were in New Jersey that summer. And my father and I drove down, I forget if I were 17 or 20, whatever I was, and this senator met with us for almost 30 minutes because he was a nice guy. And one of the things he said to me that sticks with me that I've shared with you folks many, many years, many times, is he said, you know, Mark, every day Congress meets, we lose a little bit of our freedom. Every day Congress meets, we lose a little bit of our freedom. And he term-limited himself to two terms. And in my view, he should have been chosen as the running mate for Ronald Reagan. He would have been a fantastic vice president president. But we have his grandson, who's a good man, Adam Laxalt. How are you, my friend? Hey, we couldn't be better. Well, tell us about that. You're running in Nevada. I don't pretend to be up on all this. Tell the, the country. Uh, is there a primary going on? Are you, is it competitive? What's going on? Look, we're honored to be endorsed by President Trump as well as Governor DeSantis uh, and many of our conservative heroes. Like ah, hell, Holly I endorsed you before Cruz. anybody, but go ahead. And, uh, and, and, I, and I, I absolutely was not going to leave off the great one, uh, which, which certainly carries a lot of weight. You've been an incredible warrior for our cause for a really long time, obviously going back to my grandfather and the original Reagan conservatives. Uh, but, you know, things look really, really good. Uh, the last few weeks have given us some amazing opportunities to point out uh, just what a failed state we're in right now, both in a country and how poorly the Democrats are leading my home state of Nevada. Uh, last week, the governor just woke up and decided after a couple of years that he was going to lift mask mandates. And uh, at the same time, all of the 
the, the scientific measures still had us in the red in every single county. In fact, mask uh, or the infection rates were higher last week than they were when masks were put on. Uh, but we all know that they're now following the political science rather than whatever numbers they've been using to keep us locked down. And, you know, the good news is that, you know, we're on the march and, and people are standing up. People are absolutely fed up. They, they know what's happened to our schools. They know that their kids have been stuck in masks. They know that our businesses have struggled. And so we, we've had a great opportunity to point out that hypocrisy, point out that our senior senator, Senator Catherine Cortez Masto, you know, dutifully supported this uh, political science shift. Of course, she never supported us or, or regular voters the last few years, and we've asked for relief from COVID mandates. Uh, we also had a great press conference, as, as, as your listeners may know, as the former attorney general, and we did a press conference with all the law enforcement across the state, and we highlighted the fact that this open border is an absolute disaster for our state. We have record levels of human trafficking. We have drug trafficking coming over. We have overdose deaths. And uh, our former attorney general, current senior senator of Nevada, is she standing up for a closed border? Is she standing up for ordinary Nevadans? You know, of course not. She stands with the open border Democrat policies. And, um, you know, we, we've got a lot to talk about. We've got a lot to be on offense, continue to show Nevadans that we need a change. We need someone that doesn't represent Chuck Schumer 98% of the time. And, uh, you know, I think it's ripe. I think it's, it's, it's our time. It's, a, it's been a very, very close swing state over the last few cycles. President Trump lost by two. Um, and, and this is going to be our year. People absolutely want to get rid of this leftist socialist insanity that we're experiencing every single day. And your senior senator is, you know, she's no mansion. She's nothing like that. She's a radical leftist, isn't she? Well, she's, she's worse than that because she's one of these Democrats that talks like a moderate and she's going to pretend like she's a moderate, but you hit it right on the nail. You would know if she was a moderate. America would know because she would have stood with Joe Manchin at least once in the last 12 months. She would have stood with Kristen Cinema. Instead, she voted to break the filibuster and nationalize our elections. She was going to support Build Back Better. Uh, you know, she has not been with us when we've needed her, defending law enforcement or securing our communities. And, you know, the good news is that she can say that all day long, but we are going to keep reminding the voters of her record. And she cannot hide from this leftist voting record. Now, this Republican primary you have, when is that up? When does that take place? Primaries in June. Mm-hmm. And there's several candidates, right? You're not the only one. There's a handful of candidates in the race. Um, but, you know, as, 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 an, as an attorney general, you know, we were the first ever to actually sue the government and defend our rights from our Second Amendment. Well, hold on, well, hold on Adam. We're going to come right back. This music means I have to take a hard break. I want to have you back uh, after the bottom of the hour. We can pursue that. And, uh, and I'll tell people why I endorsed you myself as well. We'll be right back.
Have you gotten your letter from the IRS yet? These last few years have not been easy on the American family. And with tax season finally arriving, there'll be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them. Well, America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800-806-1299. Hello, 800-806-1299. And you'll be in touch with the America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS and help put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-806-1299. That's 800-806-1299 or americafirsttaxgroup.com slash Levin. Again, 800-806-1299 or americafirsttaxgroup.com dot com slash l-e-v-i-n he's driving the media mad mark levin call in with your outrage 877-381-3811 of course the media are already mad i'm just kind of pointing it out i'm with adam laxalt former attorney general nevada uh, he seeks to be the senator from Nevada. He's been endorsed by me. He's been endorsed by President Trump. He's been endorsed by many people because he's solid as a rock and would be a hell of a senator. That's a fact. And maybe he would fill his grandfather's seat. Maybe they'd give him his office in the Russell Building. I remember where that office was. All right, uh, Adam, I have a number of questions for you, my friend. For example, we've got this immigration problem. You pointed out we have an immigration problem, but nobody does anything about this immigration problem. We have Lindsey Graham and others in the Senate who spent their time when we had a Republican president in the House pushing for some massive amnesty. It seems to me like the Republicans complain when they're out of power, and then when they're in power, they don't do a damn thing about securing the border. Trump did, but it's not like he got broad-based support. What's your view? You know, my view is that President Trump absolutely transformed this issue for our party. Uh, I still can't believe there are any elected officials in the Republican Party that do not stand for a secure border and do not understand how important this is. Uh, he was able to turn this with Remain in Mexico by building a wall. Um, and, you know, just, just being serious about the, na- the, the notion that nationhood means something. And this is why people put a uniform on to fight and die for a country because this has to mean something. We have to control our borders. And, um, you know, we have to stay down this line. They, we were all told at the time that this was going to drive away Hispanics. And if we didn't do amnesty, it was going to be a problem. And the reality is, in my home state, President Trump's move Hispanic vote from 25 to nearly 40%. Hispanics want secure borders. They want to process this order. They don't want the, the, the crime and the law and order issues that comes with this. And they want opportunity. And so it's important that we remain this party. It's important that we push for this in the future. And look, I think we have an incredible opportunity because now we see the stark contrast. We see what America looks like when you have 150,000 illegal contacts at the border every single month, uh, at least that are reported. And um, people are waking up to this massive crisis, and they're going to demand change. It's one of the number one issues in my state, not just for Republicans, for independents, and for sane, practical Democrats. And so 
this is our chance, and uh, it's something that we've got to make our, our top priority. Hispanic Americans in the last election in November, Virginia voted 54% for Glenn Youngkin. And he was no open borders guy, and he's turned out to be a very, very solid governor. Is critical race theory a big issue in your state? And uh, this senior Democrat who fills the senior Senate seat in your state, I imagine is a big proponent of this racist critical race theory. Yes? No? Mark? Do we still have you, Adam? We're going to call you back. I think Vladimir Putin has uh, cyber attacked us. Just kidding. Uh, We'll get back to Adam in a moment. Um, This is a big issue to me, and I'll tell you what's interesting. I think it's a big turnoff for Hispanic Americans, this critical race theory. I really do. This whole notion of a dominant this or that society. Uh, When you consider many Hispanic Americans are second, third, fourth generation and their families came here for a good reason. I think, Adam Laxalt, here's my question. Critical race theory, is this something that is strongly embraced by the senior Democrat, the incumbent, because it certainly is by the Democrat Party and their surrogates uh, in and out of the media? Well, she certainly did not vote to defund critical race theory when Senator Cruz ran that bill in the Senate a few weeks ago. Uh, and then the reality is they're all in the pockets of these teachers unions. We saw through COVID and critical race theory, and uh, it's deeply unpopular. It is obviously incredibly racist and very dangerous for what people care about in my state, which is the American dream. People come to Nevada because they want a shot at being successful, and we're a great state for that. And I can tell you Hispanics are flocking in droves from the Democrat Party. They want nothing to do with this. It's insulting, and, um, you know, it's not just critical race theory. It's, it's what they did to schools in the last few years by doing remote learning and keeping kids in masks and the social distancing. All that stuff stopped education in its tracks. They also had record losses of small businesses uh, all across the state of Nevada, thanks to our shutdown policies from our Democrat leaders. And so it is a time for a reckoning. Those numbers you're seeing in Virginia are numbers I think we could see in Nevada. People absolutely understand, after four years of Donald Trump, what success looked like, what prosperity looked like, what opportunity looked like. And they now know that after just one year of failed liberal leadership, all those hopes and dreams are dashed. Mm -hmm. I think the stereotype of Hispanics is very racist, something pushed by the Democrat Party that everybody thinks alike and acts alike. And I think Reagan was probably right when he said people like uh, people who come from this country or that country south of the border, Central and South America and so forth, they are, they are, they are mostly conservative because many of them are practicing Catholics, come from hardworking families and so forth and so on. That was his attitude about this. And I think we're starting maybe too early, but I think we're starting to see this. We're starting to see people who come from cultures that are not embracing of this, what I call American Marxism. As a matter of fact, so many of them escaped it, whether it's Venezuela or Cuba or what have you. Your thoughts? Yeah, my thoughts are people do come for the American dream. People want opportunity. They're not signing up for this leftist culture. 
and it is hitting them so hard in the face they're waking up and understanding that this simply does not represent their values and you know nothing was more stark than blm than 2020 when you saw that lawlessness in the street you saw democrat leaders supporting it you saw kamala harris putting up bail funds to get these the violent people that were actually locked up, the very few. She's supporting bail to get them back on the street so they can go do more havoc. Uh, I think Hispanics watched that and said, wow, this is the party that wants to be part of burning down our streets and getting rid of law and order of our, uh, in, our, in our country. If that's the Democrat Party, then maybe we aren't Democrats. And I think you saw a lot of that in 2020. You obviously saw that in Texas. You saw that in Florida. You saw that in our state. And um, nothing's changed. The Democrats still do not support the police. They still undermine them. You still have these crazy DAs that they prop up, prop up these Soros DAs that refuse to prosecute regular crime, which, of course, makes us less safe. And so I've never seen such an uh, an array of issues that all line up every single one we have the advantage every single one american life will be better if you support the republican views on law and order on the american dream on prosperity on education and this is our real shot if people want to help you adam laxalt where do they go adamlaxalt.com it's a massive race it is one of the two races we have to win to win back the United States Senate and put a break on this radical Biden administration. Now that's interesting. You said one of two races. Well, how do you? What do you view the other one? Uh, Herschel Walker in Georgia. These are the two mm-hmm. races. We've got to win these two races. You know, New Hampshire. We still don't really have a candidate. Arizona is a little bit more complicated. And that's it. That's the whole Senate map of races that we can what pick about, up. What today. about Pennsylvania? Well, that would be, that's a hold. And so we need to try to hold Pennsylvania and yeah, hold yeah, Ohio and hold North Carolina. But as far as pickup races, flip, mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. have Georgia and Nevada. All right, Adam Laxalt, we wish you the best, my friend. Good luck. Thank you so much, Mark. All right, take care of yourself. There you have it. Let's take a few calls. Howard in Rhode Island, XM Satellite. Howard, is that you? Howie? Yeah, that's me. How are you doing, Mark? All right, buddy. Go right ahead. You got well. You know, we love you, Mark. We love the show. You know, I agree with you on uh, Mitch McConnell, but uh, I would like to have. I'm a professor of philosophy. I'd like to have an honest intellectual debate with you about this Ukraine question. Go for um, it, baby. You know, I'm, well, I'd like to remind your audience. You know, early on, you know, you and and Glenn Beck and others were never Trumpers. Okay, you you came late to the Trump thing. No, I didn't. And when I think of a neocon, I came right after the Republican. Oh, yeah. Right after the re- listen, the whole world heard me. Right after the Republican nomination, about two weeks after, I supported Trump. In fact, I coordinated my announcement with him. Okay. Well, anyway, when I but think I of- supp- hold on now, pay attention. I supported Ted Cruz against Trump. I came out against Trump. Because Roger Stone personally attacked me. Roger Stone has since apologized. I like Roger Stone. And then I said, no, I'm not a never-Trumper. Then he gave a speech in Gettysburg and so forth after I endorsed him. And I told people to take a look at that. Why are you calling me, you jerk? What does this have to do with anything? 
You said to my call screener you wanted to talk about the invasion of Ukraine. You say you're a philosophy professor. First, you went by the name of HP. I said, I want your first name. What is it that you wanted to debate? You want to debate me about me? How stupid is that? About your you wanted to have a mature discussion? Did you start out with a mature discussion? Tell me, pal, what have you done to defend Donald Trump these last five years? Anything? I go on TV. I go on radio. I write books defending that man who's under constant attack. I provide advice and all that. And you sit there on your fat, tenured ass, and you call this pro. Oh, you know, we've always supported you. You're a fraud and a fake and a phony. Now get the hell off my phone. Now I feel better, Mr. Producer. A lot better. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Hello, everyone. It's Mark Levin here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors, but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only supporting seniors, but also by pushing for traditional American values that affect all of us. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens. You're part of a movement defending our freedoms and securing our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, entertainment, and special insurance rates. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience in our quest for conservative principles. Sign up now at amac.us slash mark, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash mark. And for a limited time, get a free gift membership for someone who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference, folks, with AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash mark, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash mark, and extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. Let me tell you the difference between populism and constitutional conservatism. The people who revolted against the monarchy, the founding fathers, later the framers of the Constitution, many of the same men, rejected populism. They rejected little d democracy. They embraced representative government they embraced limited government they embraced separation of powers they look how they created these institutions a bicameral congress two bodies one where the senators were selected by the state legislatures a house of representatives every two years elected directly by the people That is the only part of a branch of government that was elected directly by the people. They feared mobocracy. They feared the French Revolution. They feared terror in the street. Our founding document is the Declaration of Independence. Do they talk about populism there? What do they talk about in the Declaration of Independence? What's the key to the Declaration, the core, unalienable rights. Rights that belong to each individual human being, regardless of the government, regardless if you vote, 
regardless if you live in a democracy. Now, why is that? Because you can't have unalienable rights that people vote for or vote against. Does your neighbor have the right to vote against your due process rights? Does your neighbor have the right to vote against your right to bear arms? Does your neighbor have the right to vote against your belief in God Almighty? You have unalienable rights as an individual. A circle of liberty through which you are not to be molested, whether by a vote or by a dictate. Because if you are molested in that respect, you're facing a tyranny. I am not a populist. I'm a constitutional conservative, like the framers of our Constitution. Maybe I'll elaborate on this a little bit more tomorrow. Certainly, I think I will have to at CPAC. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, and our trucker friends. And some of these philosopher professors, Mr. Producer, they can go to hell.